0: Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And joining me is Bryant Browning, co-host of the Believe in Buckeyes podcast. And that means we're getting fantastic insight into potential Texans quarterback, C.J. Strouds. Great to have you on the show, Bryant. Excited to get your take on C.J.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Robert. Appreciate you reaching out. Definitely always excited to talk about one of our guys, one of my guys, C.J. Stroud. And- and what he could do. So, yeah, thanks for having
0: me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and and Bryce Young is the guy that you're putting up against C.J. Stroud. But just for the record, 89 touchdowns, 12 interceptions the last two years for Bryce. Stroud, nearly identical, 85 touchdowns, 12 picks with a better completion percentage. And, Bryant, I'm sure you've heard all the critiques on Stroud. Can he read defenses, go through progressions, handle the mental aspects of a pro-style offense? What did you see from CJ?
1: See me out of CJ. I believe CJ. Um, he's fantastic. I mean, when I just look at him and the way he performed over his couple years at Ohio State, I, I know it, it was. A, it probably was a national news uh, CJ's coverage, but and here in Columbus, when he first was when he first came and started last year, even though he was putting up fantastic numbers, it still was rumblings around the city of like. Well, is CJ the guy? Should we get someone else's shot? He's doing good, but is a more dynamic player that 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 he's uh, covering up more or less type of deal. And so he kind of has some adversity around him, and he always to stay focused, stuck to his teammates, stuck to the game. And as we know on Saturdays, he typically always went out and performed really well. So I just think of, think the world of CJ. Um, when you hear the other coaches and other players speak about CJ, they, they feel the same that, you know, he's definitely a leader of the locker room, uh, definitely a capable guy. And I'm really excited about to see him play on the next level on, on Sundays, playing in the NFL. Hopefully the Texans make the right decision.
0: On that. <laughs> do, do you feel yeah. like th- that criticism is fair with him? His ability to read defenses, you know, adapting to a pro style offense, all, all those stuff that you hear about him.
1: I, I feel like that's a valid, uh, concern with any quarterback be honest coming out of college you know for myself going from college to, to the NFL really the big difference is it's not physical the big difference it's mental the big difference from the college level going on to the NFL's level so I mean I know some guys are you know really naturally smarter than others you know if you just kind of it's just a, a thing that that that's true so I think with for any quarterback it's a concern you know are they going to be able to come in um, are they going to be able to learn how to you know, make these long play calls and then have to snap of the ball and, and 2.5 seconds read the defense and get the ball to the right direction? I believe C.J. is really capable. Um, I just feel like he's had very special arm talent. And for, you know, just once again, just the rumors and buzz about him, you know, he's a football junkie. He really cares about the sport. He really cares about improving and being good and being a great player. So I feel like, you know, once he gets his opportunity, no matter where he lands, he's definitely going to catch on. He's going to do the right things, and he's definitely going to put forth the right effort to give his team the best chance to win on Sundays.
0: You know, right or wrong, there's this Buckeye quarterback stigma, which I know you know about Terrell Pryor, Dwayne Haskins, (laughs) Cardell Jones, or the quick and easy comp right now to Justin Fields. Is there a huge difference between Stroud and those aforementioned guys?
1: I feel like the, the difference is when you look at C.J. compared to, I'm not, I, I feel like Justin feels like, you know, he had in a rough situation, but still this year he kind of, you know, showed what he could do. And I feel like next year would be his year to really shine. But when you start looking at those other guys compared to CJ, I just feel like once again, he's just, he just a special player with the ball in his hand. When he releases the passes, his, his accuracy is at a, another level to me if you compare him to Carter Jones, who's one of my guys. who went I went to the same high school, um, older to him, but, you know, I really support him. But he, if you look at him, he has a really big arm, really strong arm. But when it came to accuracy on certain things, you know, he sometimes can kind of get lost and kind of start missing. And we know in the NFL, you're looking at very small windows. You're just not throwing deep balls every play because it just, it, it just don't work, right? So when I look at C.J. and um, another guy who was a Buckeye, but obviously caught his, his star on when he once he went to LSU and became the great, great player that he is now, as you look at Joe Burrow, and I feel like when you watch Joe Burrow play in college, when he, you know, really kind of started to get it, I really look at the weight of his passes, if that makes sense. You know, I, you know sometimes they kind of talk about the weight. It's basically, you know, the accuracy of it, but how are you it in these places to make it a catchable ball? And when you look at Joe Burrow, when he kind of really got it at LSU his second year, when he broke all the records, and obviously went on to win the national championship, he just had a very special ball, just a very catchable ball, that his guy, like he put it in the place where his guy could tend to make a play. And at LSU at the time, his receivers was making those plays and they went on to have a fantastic year. Same thing in the NFL. He has great, capable wide receivers around him. He put the ball in the place where they have a chance to make a play. And I feel that CJ has that same niche about his game. Uh, When you hear CJ talk, he's a very confident player. He doesn't say much to the media. But if you really kind of pin in on exactly what he's saying, he's usually confident in his abilities. If he does make an interception, sometimes he'll like, yeah, I threw an interception, but once I watch the film, I'm going to figure out where I need to put that ball at for the next time so I can make that play. It's not like, oh, I-, I went the wrong way with this. Like, no, I can make that throw. I just need to, you know, maybe practice a little bit more so I can make that throw. So I love that about him. Uh, like I said, I just feel like when it comes to, the difference between some of our big arm guys that we have from Ohio State is just this, this touch, the the accuracy that CJ has will kind of set some above those guys, I would say.
0: Yeah, no question about it. That's one of my most important traits when I've watched quarterbacks try to develop over my 30 years covering the NFL. And I want to ask you about another important trait for a quarterback. But before I do, I just want a quick reminder for our viewers and listeners to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. Last I checked, we're sitting a few folks away from 1,000 subscribers. So if you're a fan, get us over the top. And for those watching right now, don't forget, you can always listen on the run by subscribing to our show with your favorite podcast app. And, Brian, I got to ask you, what about Stroud as a leader? What kind of personality is he? What kind of leader is C.J. Stroud?
1: I think C.J. is a fantastic leader. I mean, when it comes down to it, I I – you know a lot of times like i say when he I, i've done post-game shows for How state and so a lot of times i don't know him, let's say personally but you see him in the media he's kind of standoff right i mean he doesn't if you watch his post game you know he, he always comes out he does the right thing he thank god for his talents he thanks god for the ability to be there and play for the day as in after that he's really direct when it comes to questions you ask him a question he kind of answer it you know with with the, almost the least words as possible like hey i'm confident You know, this happened, but it is okay. We're a good team. I'm a good player. We'll be better next week. But when you hear other guys talk about CJ, which I think is always the most important thing, uh, you know, as you know, as far as the NFL, uh, scouts and things, you know, they do their due diligence of not just taking what they see, but what do other people say about the player, right? Um, And when you hear Coach Day or the wide receiver units or the running backs or just anybody in general talk about CJ, it's always just a class act leader always doing the right thing lead by example lead by uh doing lead by having fun you see him dancing in the huddles leading dance with the team and things of that nature i think he does whatever it takes uh to kind of pitch himself above the little team know that you know i have your back you know i have you if we're going in this direction i got you if we're going in this direction i got you if it was a good play great fantastic if it's a bad play you know, I'm not going to put my head down. I'm not going to shoot, you know, throw you down, throw you under the bus. You know, just happen. We're going to move on and, and get better from there. So um, I feel like CJ is a, a fairly capable leader. And once again, I feel that, like, like I say, whoever whoever it takes, wherever he lands in the draft, I feel like that that would definitely come out about him, and, and we'll see it on the next level as well.
0: And you're saying his work ethic is without question at Ohio State too, right?
1: Yeah, work ethic is, this is the I mean – you know, when it comes to a quarterback, right, you know, with, you know, you have to work the the study, right, the mental part of it, studying, knowing where the ball needs to go. But at the same time, you also have to work with your receivers, with your units. You guys have to have that confidence about each other. You know, the guy's going to be in the right place, and you can get the ball there. So I believe CJ is definitely uh, has that work ethic for everything I could read from him. You know, he's uh, definitely a, a guy that's that's just there. You know, when it comes to a quarterback, especially – in the league and NFL, you know, how much time are you putting into the game, right? Literally, you know, it's already a nine to five type of situation you're in the morning. You don't get done to the evening, but are you still taking the extra time to kind of study things to make sure that you're ready to go once the uh, ball is snapped? And I feel for well, everything I'm learning or heard from CJ, he's definitely one of those guys that, that put the extra work in as well.
0: And I don't know how many people outside of Buckeye nation know his personal story, because when CJ was 13, His dad, who was a pastor, ends up in prison on a bunch of major charges because of a drug related incident, because of the financial burden. CJ, his mom, five siblings, all nearly end up homeless when he was in high school. Bryant, this is a kid that's had to battle through some major adversity.
1: Yeah, and that's that's for sure. And then another story I like to share, like you say, you say that story, right? And the struggles he had as a family. As in, you know, we fast forward now, you get to college, and then the NIL opened up, right? So he's just starting quarterback at Ohio State. So all he does is make some money there. And from what I understand, he already bought his mother a house. Like, you know, he took his money there. First thing he does as a leader is go home, help out mom, right? Get her somewhere, safe and secure, take care of that situation. And then another story I feel that, that's really relevant is his recruiting, his recruitment to Ohio State. When CJ was, uh, I don't know what grade he was in, junior Sophomore, junior, senior, uh, early said something of that sort. Had to be a junior or sophomore, but he didn't have a lot of scholarship offers at first. Like he was kind of under a radar player. He goes to a seven hundred seven camp. One of a, a five star receiver that's still on the team now. Julian Fle- Fleming. They end up on the same seven hundred seven team. He has a big day there. He leads that team to the championship, and this due to his leadership. That Fleming, the five star wide receiver at the time, he calls Coach Daly, "Hey, this is quarterback out of California. We need to be kind of looking too. And then from there, he gets his Ohio State offered, and kind of, you know, he kind of gets some other big schools at that time for to, as well. So it just kind of, the, the whole story about CJ and the things that he's been capable of doing, like you say, to get to college. My story on recruiting, what he does to take care of home first, you know, college kid. I don't know about you, but in your early 20s, you know how we could be a tad bit irresponsible, right? <laughs> and you see, he's trying to do the right things right away, take care of home. And after, secured and everything. Now he does make the decision to take the leap to the NFL. So I think he's definitely mentally in the right space for it. He's definitely had the the abilities for it. And I feel like he will definitely shine uh, on Sundays.
0: Yeah. You mentioned he took some of his NIL money to buy his family a house, but also $500 gift cards for all his Ohio state teammates. And the story that I read that really says the most about him, Bryant was a story his mom told. She said, when he was in high school she saw him closing one eye when he threw passes and she asked why he said one of his contact lenses wore out and he was afraid to ask for money for another pair
1: yeah i mean that's that and that's that, that's just let you know what type of guy he is right he put the team first right so is it it the family team he put them first as you say in college he put them first making sure guys have adequate funds to, to dress themselves properly for, for the season. Uh that's just what type of guy he is. And I feel like once again, when you talk to him, you see him in the media, things of that nature, sometimes it doesn't come out. But when you do your homework on, on CJ, you just kinda understand what type of guy he really is. And I feel like, you know, those are some of the tangible things you need if you wanna be the face of an organization and play in the NFL. So
0: it's interesting. He's taken a lot of criticism at times for refusing to run out of the pocket. Everybody saw it in that Georgia game where he did get out of the pocket, but be- before he was even in high school, his dad and his coach were giving him differing advice from what I read. His dad wanted him to run out of the pocket more. His coach did not. Obviously, coach won out. The relationship with his dad is real interesting because it's been super difficult after, you know, his dad gets sent to prison, but I, I just find that real interesting, Bryant, because you know all the criticism used to be about a quarterback. You know, especially back in the day, a black quarterback is—you right. know—he runs too much. He runs too much, and now we accept it. You, you should run, but he gets criticized <laughs> for doing the opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely funny. I mean, because especially as you know, like you say, once again, one of CJ's stories, right? He's pretty athletic. You, know, if you Catch him on the basketball court. You know, he definitely. You know, he got some some moves, some lateral quickness to himself. He's easy, easily above the rim, uh, the dunker ball here and there and things of that nature. So, you know, that's translates, right? That just tells you how athletic a guy is. But I, I don't know. I just kind of warranted this back to coaching. Like you say, the high school coach wanted him to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. Uh, same thing out of Coach Day. I feel that sometimes he's so reluctant to run. He just It is almost his second nature must be that, you know, coach wanted me to stay in the ball pocket. Uh, keep myself clean and just kind of get the ball to the playmakers. And sometimes it didn't work out in that way. And we wanted to see more, especially myself. I was after the uh, Michigan game, a game that that we lost. Like, hey, CJ might want to start taking off a little bit. You know, some of these games when you're playing against better competition, you can't always try to find that window. You might need to just go ahead and and get it yourself, step up and go. Uh, But like you said, as we know, he's definitely capable, right? I mean, we've seen him make some – big run against Georgia in his college career when he was back in the Justin field, his first touchdown as a Buckeyes, actually, it's like a 30-yard scamper that he scores um, in a backup role, I think maybe against Northwestern or something like he get in the game late and he scores a touchdown running the ball in. So, you know, he's definitely capable. Um, so now I feel like now is his time to actually, you know, in the NFL things get really tight really quick. So now that he's capable, one thing you can say about AJ, he seems to be pretty healthy. I obviously don't know his medical records, but due to all the throwing and not taking some of those extra hits from trying to run the ball, it seems to be in pretty good health. So, like you say, it's a it's a weird criticism to have for a guy, but at least we know he is capable. And it's not he; you don't have to be a statue in the pocket. He has to be, do some things and, and make and make it and make it extend the play to make it uh, a bigger play. More or less.
0: You talked about the recruiting process for him, and I think maybe some people might've heard about this during the national championship or, or national semifinal game with Ohio state and Georgia, but he was the second choice that was, or his second choice I should say for college was Georgia and Kirby smart and his staff, they, they come to visit the Stroud family. At the time, the family was living above a storage facility. Like I said, they were nearly homeless and Stroud's mom was managing the storage facility. His mom told the coaches, I know this is a first, Bet you've never been to a storage facility to visit a player before. And a Georgia coach said, ma'am, we've seen a lot, but never this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of goes, you know, that's the grit of the family. <laughs> the grit of the family, you know, getting it done by any means.
0: <laughs> G- give us one final pitch for, for him, for the Texans fans. And, and l- l- let me get uh, a final thought for you. You know, do you feel like, or final question for you, do you feel like, He's going to fit in with the Shanahan style offense because you figure that's what we're getting obviously with our new 49ers OC and he's been Shanahan's sort of shadow or whatever with the 49ers. So that that's what you're getting with the uh, the offense this year. That's the style of play do you think he fits in with that and and what's your final pitch to the Texans on Stroud?
1: I say he definitely fits in. I mean, if you know the uh, obviously from the Shanahan b- branch, you understand that they they're, they're really serious about running the ball. And I feel like for a young quarterback, uh, you know, not being one-dimensional, going being asked to go out there and throw the ball 30, 30, 45 times a game, that you actually have another way to kind of control the ball, control the, the game more or less by controlling the clock by being able to run the ball in different formations. And we know how uh, fanatic the 49ers' office has been, one of the most creative at running the ball and actually, you know, at, and really good at it as well. So when you look at that branch, you have someone that you know can kind of come in and, you know, everything is not on your shoulders right away. So CJ could definitely fit that. I feel like any quarterback stepping, in, stepping into uh, the NFL, obviously when you go that high, usually you're going to play kind of, you know, usually right away in the first half of the games. So to have another way to to score and control the game is definitely a help out a young quarterback. Uh, and For the Houston Texans, I feel that overall, when you look at C.J.'s body of work, you look at his athletic ability, um, you look at his size. I mean, uh, you know, especially compared to Bryce. You know, Bryce is kind of, you know, I was a really good player, high school trophy winner, but he's kind of smaller. Um, and I just feel that overall that C.J. is the best quarterback in this draft. Um, the things he's done on the field, his intangibles, uh, his story. Uh, the chip that he has to have on his shoulder when going out there playing, knowing, for, knowing his story and his situation and everything that he overcame to get to that point, he's definitely the the guy that should be a face of a franchise. Um, so I know Houston, I think was their number two pick or something like that. So um, so if they if he's there, I say you put a trigger on him. He's definitely the most capable guy, and I feel that he would have a he's going to play a long time. And uh, he's going to be a really good quarterback and a really good asset to any NFL organization that brings him in.
0: One last thing you mentioned his size and and Bryce's size. I saw a photo when I was looking through photos in the last month or so, and everybody says Bryce Young, he's going to measure at five foot three. You know, everybody says, (laughs) you know, he listed at six foot, nobody cares. He's going to measure at five foot three. I saw a photo from that Heisman ceremony last year, and he was standing next to CJ, and he looked about Three or four inches shorter than CJ, which is about what he's listed at. Do you think Bryce is going to come in at six feet tall? Do you remember him taking that photo? You remember him side by side with? Yeah, Bryce? side
1: by side. Yeah, um, I do recall it. I say if, if I don't think I don't think he's um who's really small. Colin Murray, I don't think he's Colin Murray, right now. Colin, <laughs> Colin Murray is yeah. a, a really a small guy. He's not Colin Murray. Um, I feel like he'll be not as thick as Russell Russell Wilson, uh, but kind of similar in that height size. And now it's a capable size, right? We, we've seen guys be successful with it. Um, you know, you guys are uh, in the South, so you've seen how successful Drew Brees was with his size. So it's not like it's the end of the world, but if you just kind of, you know, picking a guy and you're looking at everything everybody could do, I feel like C.J. has that size advantage. And then also with throwing the ball, if you're looking at this tape on all the places that C.J. could uh, put a ball in, um, it's just, to me, was I'm biased. It's, it's, you can't compare it. He, he, he's the guy that can get the ball all across the field. No matter what you try to take away, he can get the ball to that place that's still open, and he will be able to kind of diagnose that and be able to shine on the next level with it. So.
0: It's funny you mentioned Drew Brees because I know that CJ studied Drew Brees when he was in high school, and that's one of his guys. Um, Let me ask you this. uh, How can people follow you guys, Bryant? Because I want to tell everybody, go check out your podcast. It's Believe in Buckeyes.
1: Yeah, Believe in Buckeyes. Believe is B-L-E-A-V. Believe in Buckeyes. Uh, We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We also put our shows up on YouTube as well. So if you search us. Our, our shows that come up under the Believe uh, Sports Network there, their channel. So, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at BR underscore Browning. Um, not a huge tweet guy, but I do love to talk book I love to talk sports. So uh, feel like always feel free to check out our show. Um, we 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 keep it really interesting. My 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 partner, Chimney Checkline, that's my college roommate. So we're really close. So it's a really loose show. We have a lot of fun. Um, and we just kind of talk about, you know, how Things were when we were in school, how things are now, the big differences with NIL and the transfer portal, how that changes everything. So, we really kind of dive into it and, and have a good time on the show as well. So, definitely check us out. Um, you know, we'd love to ha- hear from you guys. Always feel free to DM me, uh, feel free to DM Ch- Chimdi as well. Uh, we just love to interact with with uh, with, with fans. Basically, I know we're we stick to college sports, we stick to Ohio State, but you know we can't get into anything, so just feel free to reach out, and we'll let it talk with you guys.
0: Yeah, Brian's Twitter handle, if you forget, it's on the screen. Uh, I'll put it in the uh, show notes as well. If you want to get in touch with him as a Texan fan, if there's a question that I forgot to ask him that you want to ask him about C.J. Stroud, hit him up. I'm sure he'll want to hear from you guys, and we can't thank you enough for taking the time with us today and talking a little bit about C.J. Stroud. We're looking forward to getting a quarterback, either him or Bryce Young, we're hoping for yeah. with that second pick in the draft. And uh, I, I can't wait. If either guy showed up, I, I just – I'm su- super excited about either one of these guys.
1: Yeah, and I, and I understand that. Right? I mean, you know, obviously, last couple of years almost – and I'm not going to get into it. I know you have talked about it. It, it seemed like the Houston was really trying to win some many games the way they kind of done certain things. But, you know, now is the time. I, you know, they got a, a, a young coach in there, really capable – and I'm sure, you know, they're ready to make some changes so they can win some games and get back to being competitive in the South. So looking forward to Houston. And I just so happy, I didn't really think about it, but I did throw on a Houston, <laughs> a Houston, Texas sweater here, matching the team colors perfectly. So, you know, good luck this season to you guys. and Good luck in the offseason and good luck in the draft.
0: <laughs> thanks so much, man. Believe in Buckeyes. Bryant Browning. Thanks, brother.
1: All right. Thanks. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.